what's happening? This is Tom, the head at Heads on Sticks. I hope you keep. I hope you all keep him well. And uh, I'm delighted to be giving you a fifth edition of uh, Heads on Sticks chats. I do apologise for the gap. Uh, I kind of got a bit derailed and kind of life got away a little bit, guys. What can I say? Life got a bit away. I'm moving. I'm moving cities. I'm moving cities. So uh, do a bit of prep and kind of just doing certain work to move from Bristol to London. You heard it here first, guys. I'll be living in London soon. We'll keep you updated. But um, anyway, yeah, there was a little gap, but I did have a, I thought I had a certain artist lined up, and we did artwork and everything, uh, Jane did some good artwork for that, but uh, it just it fell through last minute, and then I kind of tripped over myself a bit, but anyway, I'm back, I'm back with a vengeance, and uh, this is going to be a good one, guys, this is, this is uh, I'm really excited about this one, uh, this is, I'm delighted to, to be telling you that the fifth uh, guest is Laszlo Antal, now, Laszlo Antal is probably best known uh, as being one half of 6th June uh, but he's also in uh, uh, he was a little known uh, side project with Cult Club from, with uh, Sally Deer uh, and uh, he's in his own pro uh, solo project called uh, Design and it's all just um, expert brilliant sort of lush romantic kind of romantic kind of a little bit a little bit chilly a bit more dramatic than chilly kind of cinematic pop you know and and synth pop certainly synth pop but, but very organic very uh kind of a lot more going on than that a lot a lot more stirring uh than that yeah you know, and uh kind of came about uh during the well sixth june kind of came about uh i first heard them way back now i first heard them 2010 2011 and uh oh they, they floored me brilliant uh oh no it's burning that's like i think that's i think that's the last first sixth june song not last what the, what the fuck am I talking about? So, song I heard from them. Uh, oh no, it's burning, and and, uh, and that, that debut album uh, every time. And anyone that knows me uh, knows me knows what I was doing, or sort of what, the kind of place I was in in my life at that time. That they all know that that was a that was on heavy rotation uh, around my place uh, back when I was unemployed, disillusioned, and uh, not knowing what the fuck I was doing. But uh, 6th June, that album got a lot, and, the, and that follow-up EP as well, we've come closer on it. I, I, you know, they're all just, still to, still to this day, some of my most favourite songs. But um, but Laszlo Antal was also in Cold Club, like I mentioned, uh, and that was uh, about six years ago. With, uh, and that's a sort of side project with Sally Deer, and that had some great tunes on there. That was a really cracking, kind of reminds me of Depeche Mode, that album, for some reason. But it's got this like, big, sort of violator-type sounds to it, and... Uh, and more recently, he's uh, yeah, he's, he's sort of going it, uh, going it alone with uh, with design. I believe that's how I'm, I pronounced it right. Google did say that's how you pronounce it, and I think it's German for this one. Is that right? I could be wrong. But anyway, blame Google. Um, he's also you know, he's, he's more than just a musician and a singer and, and songwriter. He's also just an all-round artist as well. He's uh, anyone that kind of follows Sixth Dream and and. Design and Cult Club, they, they'll know that you know, there's a kind of quite distinct visual identity, and that's all him. That's all Laszlo Antal, you know. And uh, he, so he, he directs the videos and he does all the artwork for the kind of releases and things. And and he's also um, he's been a, he's a photographer and video kind of document documenter, if you like, for um, recently for Slavic composer Andy Pavlov. He had a new album out, and uh, they kind of collabed on that, and uh, Antal brought a kind of quite unique um, kind of distinct style for that and uh, and he's also a, a painter you know, he does lots of sort of uh, I, don't know what, I don't know how you 
don't know what they are exactly, the, the art style, but um, they're quite large, kind of quite abstract, kind of um, very, very unique uh, sort of paintings and sort of portraits and sort of, sort of quite big canvases. And he, and he was doing one, uh, one a day, I think, and I think he still is. If you go to his Instagram, he, he's doing a new one every day. So it's very, it's very prolific and it's all great stuff. And, and his artwork was featured on the cover of um, the Architectural Review last year. So, you know, he's an all-round artist and I'm, I'm really keen to pick his creative brains. Um, but this year's been a big year for him because uh, there was a new Sixth June uh, album. They, they kind of, you know, Sixth June's kind of sort of almost just released it without any kind of promotional fanfare. And it's a very, it's a very new, new kind of vision, a new sort of direction for Sixth June. All one track, a 40-minute opus sort of swelling journey to take and uh, you know so we'll, we'll talk more in detail about that but that was a that was a great uh, that was a really uh, audacious new turn for 6th of June which uh, I was really into and there's a new design album uh, imminently coming out and uh, I was very fortunate to have a little early listen so uh, and it's great it's really really good man uh, it's just another another great great record there will be a song um, at the end, so do stick around. Do stick around. You will be treated to a, a new song off the new album. You heard it here first, guys. Anyway, enough of my yakking. Let's uh, let's get chatting to Laszlo Antel. I've been waiting a long time to talk to this uh, talk to the fella. All right, guys, all the best. Take it away. This is the Heads on Sticks fifth episode of Heads on Sticks chats. All the best. Let's do it. <laughs> one half of Cult Club and uh, the brains behind D-Sign as well as a filmmaker and an Hello. artist. How are you doing in, uh, in Amsterdam right now, man? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. And yeah, hi and greets. <laughs> How are you doing? All right, good, good. I was a bit nervous actually because I, um, when I was doing my research, I, I saw your um, slightly tongue-in-cheek one, one answer interview on egomaniamag.org where every single uh, question was a uh, was followed by a, a, a yes and I, and I had yes. this i had this uh, i had this sort of premonition oh, here we go I'm, I'm gonna get i'm gonna get a one-worded kind of closed answer for everything yeah i mean basically if, if you ask the right questions then i think a yes is pretty much enough yeah yeah, yeah. so that was yeah that was the idea behind that interview and that's basically like a self-interview project so they like asked you yeah to do an interview with yourself so i was like thinking what could be interesting to do and then to basically ask yourself oh, everything so that you have to say just yes at the end but yeah i mean we, we can go with that if you <laughs> if you want to don't do that to me lads um i yeah so i mean i guess like was there a certain cynicism a certain tongue-in-cheek exercise to that because i guess you do well maybe i, I don't know you tell me but did you suffer shoddy journalism a lot do you kind of have to endure lots of sort of uninspired questions and kind of routine sort of 
lines of questioning, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of part of part of the game, I, mm-hmm. I could say, you know, like there, there's always that. But I think if you talk to someone just like when you would talk to a person, not, not even to consider it as an interview, and if that person is just interested or knows things or knows what his or she is interested in and then then it can always be a good interview or that's that's all about that and not even about what are the questions but how to lead all that or i don't know i mean it's just really i think a personal thing but if if someone is interested in you then it's going to be a good interview with good questions yeah it's funny isn't it the the things we do every day yet you know the moment you have to kind of actively consciously do them suddenly they're very difficult because a conversation should be as as second nature as eating you know but we but yeah so it's, it's a funny hu- human beings are funny Leslie. that's what i'm trying to say basically yeah exactly but it's it's somehow like that with like filming as well i mean because i had this experience because i would mostly do my videos alone or i i mean earlier i even did them more just myself and then you know, like you would want to film yourself or you like plan what you're going to do. And there is even not even anyone there. But the moment you turn on the camera, you just cannot do it. I mean, or I'm just a bad actor. But like, you know, like it's 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 exactly the same thing what you say as well what, for interviews. I mean, it should be just a conversation. And then when you say it's an interview, then it just gives this black cloud above you or mm-hmm. like low thing. But I mean, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, that's funny you say that. Do you do you struggle with that same um, kind of uh, that self conscious awareness of, of attention on you when you're singing? You know, when you're recording your own voice. Uh, I don't know. It depends. No, I think with, with recording, I kind of mastered a way how to do it to to not have that. But yeah, I mean, it's. I th- it's just about to be relaxed, obviously, and just to consider it as a as a routine or part of something normal. So, but that's that's can be really hard because yeah, we are so conscious about everything we're doing. But yeah, with recording, I mean, it's it's pretty easy because you can just redo it. It's another thing if you're performing live. I mean, that's <laughs> that can be tricky. Yeah, yeah. When when was your last uh, when was your last gig in, in any capacity? <clears throat> Actually. Actually, we haven't played. I mean, the last concert we had was with 6 June and it was in the Exit Festival. It was really huge, actually. And in 2019 in Serbia, and that was, yeah, a summer festival. And then after that, we haven't played. And our album came out in January 2020, so right before the pandemic. So from promoting that album, there was obviously nothing happening. And then... Since then, we released one more album in June, and then we'll see like how to even carry on with playing live because it was somehow a conscious decision as well to play less live with with, with 6 June because we felt we would like to do something new, something different, something else than what we were doing and, and somehow to find a way to combine live as well as much as possible everything that we are interested in and that's visual arts and film and Lydia is an actress so like somehow the whole thing to to have it that kind of show and mostly 
throughout all these years since we're playing, we played in clubs or festivals. So it's mostly like concerts, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. the, the main thing is the music, which, which is great, but somehow we just were going more and more in the direction to think like, okay, what could it be like? Is it, is it like theater or what kind of performance would be suiting our music? Because it's still pop music, I feel, and still it fits to clubs or to concerts where people would come to dance. So you can't just treat it as a performance and then sit and watch like you would do it in theater. So it has to be kind of a combination. So that's that, that's kind of what we are building or, or thinking about how to do. And then, as I said, and as we know, this whole pandemic came and then somehow the whole thing became not on the folk, in, in our focus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I I only went to my very first gig um, less than a week ago after the whole thing, and I, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're all we're all hungry and starved of, and we've, we've all had ideas and projects that have just been sort of seemingly strangled at birth, you know, because of the whole COVID thing. But um, yeah, I'm going to introduce you to a rather remarkable man. I'm going to introduce you to a rather remarkable man. I'm going to introduce you to a rather remarkable man. Let's go, let's go right back. Uh, can I call you Laz? <laughs> no one ever did, so <laughs> I don't know. I won't, I won't then, don't worry about it. I, I just, uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, Laszlo, yeah, yeah. So let, let's let's bring it right the way back. Um, so you were born in the former Yugoslavia, mid-80s, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, that's a, a very different time, a very different place, a place that doesn't even exist, you know, as a, in terms of the Yugoslavia itself. What... What kind of impression did that leave you personally and artistically? Well, <clears throat> I don't know. You know, it's, it's interesting because you don't think about these things. Like probably you don't think about this either. Like till if you, or you really have to think about it basically. Like what is that, what you bring from where you are coming from? And, and uh, I was just thinking actually about this and, and had a conversation with a, with, with a friend about this, that, like I feel that till a few years ago, somehow I was not really, I cannot say interested in the whole thing, but like somehow I was like just moving forward. And even the, the fact to move to Berlin in 2010 was like really somehow to get away from where I'm from and to to t- try to build something on my own or in, a, in in another country or like that that you can do different things so i was really somehow disconnecting myself from from serbia from like yeah belgrade or novi sad or my hometown so what it's so like that that was kind of a step and i think it was important in that moment in my mid 20s <laughs> to do that and then to to really like to see from outside everything and and then how years are passing i mean you more and more things are coming out that I feel are actually coming from from there, from that environment where I grew up, from my family even more. And then the family is connected, of course, to the to the whole place or to the whole country. So I don't know. I mean, it's. I think I am probably very much influenced, and I think I mostly like made that uh, more like. Uh, visible through my visual art projects that I'm doing because music is somehow more layered and it's not that 
obvious or explicit in, in, in that way, I would say, and especially with singing in English or like the whole thing is just somehow put in a different different frame or like it's, it's, it's a different box, I would say. And then with visual yeah. arts, I'm doing this uh, daily diary project that I'm doing for almost for four years now every day. So I do like one artwork every day that's a, a, a diary of what I what happened to me. And here, I mean, are really a lot of things coming out because here I'm not thinking really about what to do because it's such a, a level of production basically because every day you do something. So I would just like sit down at the end of the day and and pick something from that day that happened to me and 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 do it just as a first impression thing of it. So it's really like expressive in in, in that sense and. Maybe it's connected a little bit to this whole thing of being self-conscious too much of when you're performing or when you're doing something. And for me, this really helps as well to not have that because it's it's a routine of doing it every day and you basically cannot make a mistake as well because it's your diary. I mean, if you consider it like that, that that's a thing that you know best how to do and just to relax in it and just to do it and then then it's going to communicate with others as well because if it works for you, it's going to work for someone else too. Yeah, I'm, that's quite impressive that you you managed to kind of ha- create a diary piece of art every every day because I mean, uh, uh, I, I'm I'm naive to your method, but I mean, it, it seems like quite um, detailed work. I mean, I, to to my mind, it seems like you put you put a lot of work, and I would I, I would have guessed a lot of hours, but I guess not. It depends, you know, but like <clears throat> I was always a fast worker, so to say, like with everything that I'm doing. I mean, I mm-hmm. I most most of the time that I spend on on when I'm working on something is to think how to do it. And then once I'm there, I'm doing it fast. So somehow and and and, and in this case as well, I mean I I just I just do it. But yeah, I mean it takes me an hour or a day or something. It's like some people would go to a gym or <laughs> do yoga every day. I mean this is what I'm doing or this is what r- relaxes me in a way. And in the same time I'm creating something that stays as well and is in a way meaningful to me. But as I see in these almost four years how I'm posting these uh, artworks every day on Instagram as well, that it, it reaches out to other people as well and it, it, it means to them as well. And that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I guess, I guess if, you're, if you're documenting and you're exploring everyday life and then, and then naturally I think I would imagine you're, you're capturing, it's a fluctuation, is it, between some of the kind of mundanity of everyday life, but then also the kind of universal experience that we all deal with in everyday life. That's, exactly. That's only going to, it's only going to appeal to, uh, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to cut cultures, isn't it? It's going to, it's going to appeal to quite a broad range of people and not in a way that's diluted, but just in a, in a natural human condition way, isn't it? You know, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I, I think that basically even the more personal you get with with things or in, in, in your art, the more universal they are becoming. So like this is why I think it is it is working. And this is if I mean I'm I'm not, as I said, thinking like how to what 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 way to find how to what to present and how to please anyone. I mean it's just like what is happening and and yes, as you say, I mean 
we all have similar experiences. So, and even even if it's not directly exactly the same thing, I mean, we are always projecting into everything that we are looking at, or we are watching movies, and then we're projecting ourselves into those movies as well. And this is why we like certain movies in certain moments of our lives, and then that can change as well. I mean, it's really 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 changing and it's truly a fluid fluid thing like how that would work so at some point yeah I mean, you can really relate to something and then you cannot and then it comes back again and and i think if you as an artist have like a path or you're like doing your your way your thing then sooner or later there will be people who are going to come across that you know so you have your you have somehow your path and that's like just going going and just by doing that for long enough you're going to meet people who are going to be interested in in what you are doing and this is why i always felt is somehow a waste of time to to go after what what's in what's a trend or you know what's hyped because then you somehow always jump out of the way so you jump from here to there and probably you are just jumping out of the way to meet people who actually would be interested in what you would actually want to do so it, this this way takes longer, but that's I mean, that that's the way it goes. Oh yeah, that that makes uh, makes perfect sense. Um, I I have read that you you said that Belgrade at a time at least struggled to garner a lot of attention outside of its own city boundaries. Um, you know what 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 is it about Belgrade? Do you think? Uh, and and perhaps you're making a comment on Serbia in general. I don't know, but. What, what was it about Belgrade? What is it in the culture, do you think, where it's just, you know, maybe just at a time it struggled to kind of um, get into, get kind of, you know, outside attention for its music or, you know, or its music scene, you know? I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting place, you know, and <clears throat> when you would look back how, what was happening in the 80s and the whole new wave scene, then it was so strong and so important and such good quality music was coming out from there. And then that all changed in the 90s, obviously, when the country fell apart. And I think everything then just got, I mean, people were just focused or are focused on other things. And it's been like 20 years like that. And somehow, I don't know, we began to do 6 June end of 2007, 2008. So at that time, the scene for that type of music that, that, that we were doing really wasn't anything happening. And we could play concerts, but there would be a few people coming. It just really wasn't a lie. It wasn't a, really a community around that. There were some people either too old who were from earlier or somewhere it wasn't yet happening who were newer. So we fell into this in-between, we felt. And then we got this opportunity that we got contacted by a German label genetic music who released our first album as well to to release our record and then that kind of made everything happen and then we moved to Berlin at that same time when we released our debut album and from there on 6 June exists so basically I always say like even though we began it back in Belgrade or back in Serbia somehow the whole thing became alive when when in, in Germany and it was functioning from from there or from that environment or energy. Yeah, there, there, there was a community, wasn't there, uh, when you guys went to first to Berlin? Uh, yeah. 20, did you say 2010? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, that, there was a real thing happening. There was a simultaneous thing, wasn't there, happening in kind of like sort of like parts of New York, wasn't there? And uh, sort, of, sort of pockets in like Europe, you know, Berlin being the kind of epicenter. And yeah, I can imagine that was a, a, a real injection of life and energy into whatever projects you had, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that opened up for us as well to play shows and to travel in Europe and to, and, to, and, and to play concerts. And that's, I think, was really always very significant for Six June, like the development of the band as well. And just to promote, the, promote our music, I think the, the live shows were always really, really important and we always enjoyed them very much. For you, as a as a artistic you know practitioner, yeah, what came first for you? What 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 did you dabble in first? Was it music, film, or or um, painting? Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe even music because I was doing with my, music with my brothers. I have two older brothers, and then as kids, we were doing music since we were like 13, 13 maybe fourteen. We had our first band, and like doing all that so that was kind of kind of the first thing but it wasn't considered in a professional way that was like a hobby that we were doing and then I studied fine arts and design so that was when I was like 18 19 so that was that was my professional choice as Mm -hmm. to to go for but like music was always there always there and then basically again by moving to Berlin in 2010. I mean, that was what made music to be on the first place for for a long time, even though I was always doing other things as well. And, and my beginning with film was really connected to Berlin as well, because then I was doing master studies there at the Art University in Berlin. And that somehow pushed the whole thing even further because after finishing fine arts and, and and I was working with theaters, doing posters for them. I really enjoyed that. I think that was the nicest part of graphic design, so to say, and illustration. I mean, I always wanted that and I did that, but somehow I felt the limit limitations of it. And I really felt I would like to move to the moving picture and then to, to that you, that I can use sound as well and timing and and, and and language. So somehow it's like a broader thing to to tell your story. So it came kind of naturally to to move there and then, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the but it always stayed as well the the fine art thing. And then four years ago when I began this visual diary project, then I really came back to it to to consider it really again as 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 a thing on the first place so to say yeah sure yeah did you uh did you ever manage to record any of those old songs with your brothers um yeah we had some recordings yeah it was it was nice i mean it was something some something for that era and it i, I mean i think it was really really important for further development of... absolutely it must be must be fascinating to to hear that that those old recordings and you know that that kind of uh yeah primitive creative burgeoning you know absolutely yeah yes now i, I might have got this wrong but did you meet um lidija and donov that, that is how you pronounce the name isn't it lydia 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 sorry 
You yeah. met you met her as kids, right? You're like little kids. Is that right? No, no. I mean, oh. we were like t- teenagers more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. So, um, where where did the seed of the idea for Sick the Germ? How did that come about in conversation? Whose idea? You know, what? Who 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 suggested that as a, as a project? You know, you or Lydia? Uh, I think it somehow came naturally because at the time we were together as a couple as well. So like it came from. I mean, we, we spent obviously time together and I was always involved with music and I, I mean, I recognized or realized that she has a nice voice. So I was suggesting to, to sing, I mean, to her and then somehow it like developed and then we began to do songs and then, then that all, all came together. Yeah. 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 That, that, um, and the, the Every Time album debuted well, as we were mentioning earlier, it kind of debuted at the that sort of resurgence of the minimal synth thing, and and also it kind of the interest in minimal synth happened as well with the whole minimal wave yeah. reissues and all that. But um, exactly. But I even at the time because I, I first heard your album pretty much when it came out. I remember I was hooked on it. I really was, you know. But it, it never felt. I felt like you guys were like kind of kindred spirits but never I never felt like you were totally minimal synth and and I sort of felt like there was a lot more textures a lot more going on a lot more production or uh, a lot more going on than just the kind of cold wave thing as much as I like the as much as I like you know minimal synth when it's done right I, I was just gonna ask you like you know did, did you ever get do you get tired of being associated for, for uh, with that kind of minimal take minimal yeah, well you know like somehow yeah i mean we we didn't really understand it from the beginning how we ended up there because you know like yeah it has some connection to it but it's not minimal in any way in what we are doing you know like it, it, even in a broader sense when you look at it not only onto music or the compositions or the layers or the textures of the sounds and what we are doing I and mean, it's really not minimal and then connected to the whole art around it that makes it you know like so somehow for me like to call it minimal or to be in it was always just somehow funny or I, I didn't see it in it but then I felt you know like if it guides people in a way or like all people I mean everyone always wants to give you a name you know like, or yeah, like yeah. Put, put you somewhere you can't just be a band or like mm. <laughs> So, so you have to end up somewhere and probably at that time, I think it was really connected to the label as well because Genetic Music, they were re-releasing old stuff as well from, from, from that era. And so they were pretty much a minimal wave. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's what, that was their, their, their thing too. So, so I think by us releasing our album there, I mean, it already put us there and it, it put us there to, for people as well who were already following that. So in, in a sense, at that point, we got attention through that. Mm-hmm. And then after, but I think, I mean, it, it really changed, especially after the second, third, fourth release or like what we are doing now. I mean, it's, it, I, I, mean I could really not <laughs> connect it to that at all, but somehow it stays. And then, I don't know, I mean, but then people would ask us as well, like how we would describe it. Or I mean, I just don't want to describe it. I mean, it's it's music and we have the freedom to 
to move whatever direction we want. And I think we really move with our latest release 1984 that we just put out in June. So that like kind of proves as well that like we are really moving. And that was always, somehow we, we never talked about it, but that was uh, our goal always to change the sound by every release, mm-hmm. at least for us. And, you know, maybe for some people it's not even that, obvious but like for us like just to not repeat how we did before songs or like what 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 was the thing so it was always a thing and this is why sometimes even it took long to to finish albums because we were just like yeah searching for like how to where to go and things had to happen to inspire that so it's like really an organic thing as well and it's not like okay, okay we released an album that was successful and then let's just go with on that path and release 10 more albums because then we can play in, in the same clubs for the same audience and it's going to be good for everyone but i mean it's not going to be good for us because we'll be bored yeah when you listen to the uh when you listen to some of your contemporaries you know uh, to say you know xeno uh, you know, and uh, daybed uh, i remember them daybed that was like a sort of similar yeah, yeah. they were yeah. on our label as well yeah, yeah I, I used to that initial ep i, I loved it I, I thought it was but don't, they're not really around anymore are they yeah but um uh, they, they strike me as artists that where they have a real like uh, a veneration for like the analog synthesizer and they're very they're kind of almost like engineers and they're kind of very but I don't imagine the synthesizer for Sixth June and for yourself is any any more important than the saxophone or the guitar or the or the drum machine or it's just a it's just a, it's just a tool isn't it I, I, that's kind of what it I, is. I mean it, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're right about it. And I wouldn't want to be a slave to anything, you know, like I don't want yeah. to be now like, yeah, it has to be synced. I mean, no, it has to be something that sounds good. And then probably by <clears throat> composing songs, I mean, anyways, it's going to sound like how we sound. I mean, whatever we would reach out to or, or put, put it there, but we keep keep our thing in it. And, and, and I feel as well that with every release, we did like one step or somehow it's like all like a development it's not you know how let's go totally opposite than what we did before because it's, it's not a forced thing ever it's just somehow evolving by just getting older as well i guess you just <laughs> have more experience you heard more things you you want to include more things and if you're more open than when you are younger i mean i think it's just all going with with time that you are opening up and including more and more and more It came out well, as you know. It came out with a quite a very, a very sort of bold and distinct visual identity, you know. And nat- naturally, you would you would consider all dimensions of that of that band, you know, as a because you're a multidisciplinary artist, you know. Um, but was there was was it always like from the word go? You were always going to direct those videos. You were always going to do that artwork. Or had you ever considered outside kind of uh, assistance with the visual identity of the band? Uh, well, I mean, we had some <laughs> trials. We tried out things at the beginning, especially, but somehow, you know, like when it's just never ended good, or like it's no, it was never going there where we would want to go with some something. But then, like the, uh, 
Well, I mean, when we would give it really to someone to do something like to do photos, even. I mean, it's just always somehow, it, I don't know, there, there's a certain way you want to see the whole thing or yourself or the project, or I, I don't know, you already know what works and then you want to develop there. And then someone who comes, I mean, either has to know you very well to, to be able to, to communicate it or, or like to see how to, how to, to, to give something to the whole thing. I think it's really not not an easy position for anyone who would you know want to want to contribute to it it's not because i don't want it but somehow it's really a, a, a project that exists for like what 12 13 13 years i mean it's it's been ages so like to, to get into something like that i mean it's really challenging for for anyone who would especially from the visual side when it's like really i would say the strength of everything i even say would say that even the music is pretty visual so like everything is connected to to the visuals and in getting the inspiration from it to to be so then then it all like comes together but uh, what i want to say is that like but by time or by years i mean there are always more and more people involved in in different ways either in the, in the music side as well, like playing certain instruments or even <clears throat> with the filming, like who, who, would, who would help with the filming and or, or be there because, yeah, I mean, you, you develop something and someone who understands what you're developing. I mean, before I was just talking about the negative aspect of it, but it, 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 there is the positive as well. And then by being out there, I mean, you attract people as well who understand that and would have something to... To, to give there but I think that it's like the the idea or the, the guidance is coming from us and then people are there to help us ex executing our ideas I would I would say do you ever write songs uh, or music uh, for a piece of video art have you uh, is it actual songs have you ever been you know what what comes first I guess I guess is the question I'm asking do, do you ever do you ever kind of already have like ideas for what you might do as a video project, you know, within the band, within 6th of June and kind of write music to accompany the video? Have you ever done, do, you, do you ever do that? Actually, it's very interesting that you're asking that, but because the, 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 the last album, the 1984, that's a 42-minute piece, I mean, I all the time felt it that it's for a movie, like when, when we were doing it or just like composing, although it doesn't exist in the movie, but somehow, you know, like I, I even had a feeling that it exists. So it was like so much there and it was so much an atmosphere of the, or, or a feeling or, or the whole thing like, oh, this is, this, there, is, there is this movie. And then you're like just doing this composition and, 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 and following something, although, yeah, the, the movie didn't come out or we haven't made it yet. So it's, it's going to come after, but somehow as I feel it's somewhere, it existed in me or in, in, in Lydia or in both of us. I mean, we just felt this, this thing, but, but no, actually, no, I, I would maybe say when, when I said, I think it's really visual as well. I think I'm just very much inspired by what I see, you know, like, and, and that's, not only like videos or films or just like images or just things around or, 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 or the paintings that I'm doing or paintings that I'm seeing. So that, that is kind of really influencing and a kind of feeling from where I'm going when, 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 when composing music and 
there is always this feeling or atmosphere i would i would say and that's that's what ties together everything the visual the from from the videos to the visuals to to the music there is this atmosphere how did the cult club come about Oof, well that was when was that <laughs> that was in the in the mid 2010s and um yeah i mean i i met sally at, at, around that time and then we were actually together as a as a couple at those years when we did the music and then she had her own project running already mm-hmm. before and i really liked it and then i was helping her out with production of her first album yeah and doing a, a video for her as well and then for me it was like somehow just made sense to do something together you know like it was something there and i really appreciated always her talent and i felt like that we could do something that that would be different from what we can do alone or in our main so to say projects yeah and, and what um and what different what what different character or dynamic did Sally Dia bring to your creative collaboration in a way that uh, differed from 6th of June with with Lydia I don't know actually I, mean, I never thought I I mean she brought herself I mean that's really a part, part of her and that inspired me as well to push myself somewhere mm. else doing the the music or composing and so that was that was somehow like that and yeah I don't know I mean well I I'll tell you I, yeah I'll tell you what I I always felt um that that record play play with lies isn't it yeah exactly yeah yeah uh it always sounded a little street smart it, it sounded tough it had a swagger to it it sounded kind of I don't know. It just sounded a little gutsy, a bit ballsy, a bit, a bit like it. Uh, I think Sixth of June to me is like has this like sort of romantic, stirring, cinematic thing. But Cult Club, mm-hmm. it, it made you, it made you bowl a bit as you as you listen to it when you're walking down the street. I, I, you know, I, maybe I'm not articulating it very, articulating very well. But um, I wonder whether is is that something that you resonate with when you, when you when you recollect on making that record? Yeah, was there a bit of uh, a bit a bit of punk edge? perhaps in a, in, a, in, a, in a very unobvious way well i don't know probably it's reflecting our dynamic as well just how we were you know or like how we were creating that or like our understanding of each other or or music probably you know like these these are things i would never really think about you know like mm-hmm. and then it's really interesting for me to to hear this or like to hear what you're saying or how it it feels and then it just makes me think now so maybe if i would think longer maybe i could come up with more you know deeper things to it as well but i don't know i mean i always just felt that it's really like was fresh in, in a sense like how it was done as well and and yeah i mean it didn't go any further than that but i'm very happy that it happened and that it came out and that it exists and it's still you know like, i mean it's always going to be around and that's that's great yeah yeah it's, uh, it's a yeah i think i think it's a solid uh, project man i really do um there's always I, i've always felt there's a quite a quite a, a, a keen ambiguity a mystery to, to a lot of your music but i know that with the trust album that you brought you brought out you you decided to well the two of you decided to uh Sort of release Facebook, sort of social media posts, and, and and provide kind of brief 
synopsises and descriptions about about the songs, which I think is interesting. Is it, is it you know it potentially demystifies the songs? And I wondered like what what prompted you to kind of provide those those uh, contexts to the uh, to those songs for that album? I don't know. I mean, it just felt interesting to to share something about these things because as you as you say i mean there are like so many like questions about these things or you can like yeah have your your interpretation of these things but i think it's not ruining any of those by us saying our part like how they actually like happened or like what what was the connection to them and and, and, and honestly, I mean, for me, it was interesting to see as well people's reactions to it or who, who has what kind of experience or like what, what life event connected to certain tracks. Because, yeah, after like all these years of doing this, I mean, it's been a lot of people who are involved or like had these songs as soundtracks in some moments of in their lives. And that's, I think, beautiful. I mean, that's, that's, that's so touching in a way for me as well or to to read that or to to think about that uh yeah i mean you know when i think when I, if i ever listen to oh no it's burning and uh, every time that that i that uh launches me straight back to a time you know M- music so it's a powerful thing isn't it and i think that's one of the most magic things about music the way it can just totally totally thrust you to um to a time in your life in a, in a very visceral way like yeah yeah uh, absolutely you touched on this a bit earlier but there are there are some backing vocals and little interjections on your part on the cult club uh, album but you know uh, design it, and it is pronounced design isn't it yeah design yeah yeah uh, yeah uh, design was the first time where your vocals are at the forefront you know and the, it's the yeah, it's, it's your voice um you know how how confident was how confident were you with your voice at that time and and did you feel like all right the world's got to hear it or did you kind of was it more of a vulnerable process for you you know mm, i mean it it was in a way like strange you know because when i think back i mean there have been songs with my vocals in some stages of demos always around you know but it was just never put out as as, as they were at that point. And I was always somehow enjoying the process of being involved in projects with singers, like just like with Lydia or Sally, or like that was for me really interesting to, to push it that way and to focus more on the, on the music or the production or to take over that, that part. And then at some point, I mean, around like when it was like 2016, when I was like, okay, I actually have a lot of songs that haven't been used to any of the projects because like none six June or Call Club or just nothing happened to to some songs, and I was like, yeah, why not just finishing them or like giving giving them like an, an ending and then to to step out with 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 me doing basically everything then because that was the only part I haven't done I felt mm-hmm. so so to stand there as a, as, as a singer as well or as a, as, as a solo artist but at the end it's interesting because that first record that came out in 2018 that 
like actually more people are involved in it than in Six June or Cult Club or any other project before. So I like oh, really? I had ideas, but I would invite people to to play parts or to provide backing vocals. And it was really interesting to me and, and it was in a way pushing me as well to finish it because I, I felt I have some kind of responsibility towards the others who are involved as well to that it has to be done and, and, and put out and in at, at, at a reasonable time or like in, in, in the future. So I'm, I mean, I'm really glad to, to have done that and then to move on to the second album that is gonna come out in two days. So like, it's really been interesting and really important to make that step then in 2017 when the first uh, single came out and then 2018 when the whole album came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, so yeah, uh, so you made a an audacious, well, arguably an audacious turn with 1984, the, the new 6th June album. Um, what, I mean, you've t- I know you've touched on this a, a little bit, but, you know, what inspired um, what inspired that approach and, and what did you what was it about sixth of June did you feel where you felt like okay you know we need to we need to go in a different direction now what was you worried what what was it about sixth of June that you perhaps you were worried that it was getting you know stale perhaps or you know, what did you what did you want to kind of work on I don't know. I, I don't think there was any worry in, in, in that sense. It was just like somehow I feel that that track, even though it's like uh, it seems extreme and extremely different or, or that whole album seems extremely different from everything we did before. But I think it's really connected to everything we did before, because on every album, there would be a song that's instrumental and that's treated in a very similar way like this uh, composition that is lasting 42 minutes it's it's just the approach is just well, how how is it going to work if we stretch it out and and if we give it time to develop and where is it going to go because that's what we we haven't done before and that was here the the experiment like in previous releases to include new instruments or different ways of I don't know, singing or harmonies or, 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 or whatever was significant for the previous albums. Here it was like, okay, what, what is going to happen if we, if we give it the time and we are not in a rush and we don't push the, the track or, or the idea into a pop format of three or five minutes or even 10. I mean, it's just, let's, let's see where, where is it going to go and how it's going to, develop and how it's going to grow and I think somehow under the whole story there must be the involvement with this whole pandemic and the whole year of somehow just being at home and and giving more time to everything basically so all of a sudden you have all this time around you and then how are you going to fill it out and it's somehow communicating with that I would say the album too because here okay here it, here it is like how is it going to be and I think maybe someone is just like beginning to listen to it, knowing it's a six-gen song and not really realizing how long or, or, or what is this going to be. Might be like, okay, what is this going to be <laughs> after five minutes of really slow development? But somehow it, it does develop. And I think, or what I heard from people who listen to it, that they they accept it, like somehow it needs some time to accept it. And then when you accept it to give yourself to this certain atmosphere or certain picture or film, as we said before, that we are 
part of with with this soundtrack to it then then you are really taken to a place that that will give you something so you are not just left with nothing that you're like wasting your time for 40 minutes i mean you can be part of it and it's inviting you to to be part of it and to to experience it yeah uh, did you did you find did you find uh kind of taking away those boundaries of the of the kind of conventional pop song format was that was that freeing or, or but did that pose more you know did it pose more difficulties initially because you now you're having to sculpt this piece you know uh not, I, not at all somehow i don't know i didn't even feel it it was 42 minutes you know somehow i don't know i mean just there was this thing and it, it wasn't even decided how long it's going to, is it going to be an album? Is it going to be, it, it wasn't, but then once it was there and, and, and once it was developing and adding to it and it's, it, yeah, it, it all began somehow with, yeah, with, with, with this baseline and jamming with the saxophone that was played by Shira, my girlfriend actually. And it's just, it was just so inspiring to, to develop that and to, to build a, the track around it and then to to put more and more and then then Lydia comes at the end of, of the track to give this operatic ending to, to the whole thing and I think we are really actually just putting our interests at the moment or like this year or the past year in it you know like what 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 we are listening to or like what we are exposed to not only as i said the whole pandemic and the whole corona okay but like somehow like you you have this whole thing and it's growing and growing your library in your mind of all sounds and music that you hear and somehow you're in a way influenced by these things and then it's it, it's good to to give the freedom to take a project that is a pop project so to say i mean because yeah like we can call it minimal scene but i think what stays in the whole thing all these years is pop i would call it because there's they are songs and you can sing them so yeah. <laughs> but maybe i'm really bad with you know like giving it a definition but you know so, but, but that can even be wider or, or or it can be like different but it still stays six june i would say you know by, mm -hmm. by how it sounds and and what's it's us in it yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting as well that um, you were talking, you were touched a little bit. I asked you earlier about, you know, how perhaps your Serbian childhood might have, you know, influenced your your personality and your artistic um, uh, sensibilities. Uh, I'm guessing were you born in 1984? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I, I just think it's it's an interesting. It's an interesting time where you've, you're you're talking about you know starting to kind of consider life and your background and you know you're naming it 1984. You have this reflective piece and uh, yeah, I, I, I guess we're, we're going we're going full circle. We're going back to a time where yeah most guys and most people in their thirties and I can relate. You do hit a point in your life where you you start to you are trying to make sense of your life and I just I. Am I right in thinking that that's kind of what that album is? It's like a, it's just free, it's just free, open terrain to to reflect and to recollect and to explore and to and that has some that has a relationship with you know being the age you're at, nineteen eighty four. You know that's when you're born. You know, 
Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, you know, like, because now maybe I ruined the whole story by saying this, that I was born then. But no, anyways, I mean, it's not a secret. But, you know, like, there, there's always this thing, like, yeah, why is it called like that? But, it, I mean, it's not the only reason, but somehow, you know, the whole thing as well with Orwell and the 1984 and, like, what is happening around us. And, I mean, it, it just makes a lot of sense from a lot of angles, actually. And then comes a very personal thing, to it as well that is very important and that is the year you know that, that i was born then as well so somehow everything yeah makes it makes it as a makes it ours and universal in a in a lot of ways yeah. as well and yeah probably i mean i think yeah like age you know like just think things are just getting easier or you're less stressed about things or giving it more time mm. <laughs> so, or like more like embracing more ideas or more things or like not being so on, on like how it should be but still by doing something for such a long time you just carry something with you that you know know till what point you will not stop and that was always for me the only only guy guideline doing music or art that i i mean I don't know how I'm going to do it or I don't know how it's going to sound or it's not like a plan how it's going to be, but I feel this quality level or I know that till that is not there, I mean, it's not going to stop. So it has to get to there. But I mean, that's not clear as well. What's the quality level because you're always pushing it further. So to reach it again, it's it's a different thing. But somehow, yeah, I mean, it's it, it comes maybe more natural with doing like after all these like projects and albums and as i said like i think it's very important in this whole thing this four-year project of daily diaries and just that like gives you all this broadness and freedom and involvement and and and, and to approach it from even more personal sides everything that i mean i would do or i'm doing the past years and probably what i'm gonna be doing the next years as well mm -hmm. yeah um, I just just but just to let you know, I, I did consider Orwell, but I just thought that's too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just uh, but yeah, they're, they're, sometimes the no, obvious. I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, no, it's but I like it. Uh, the new the new design album uh, coming out imminently. Um, what what sets this apart? Uh, yeah, what what sets this apart from the from the prior from the prior record? Do you think for this for this new album? I mean, yeah, I mean, it sets apart that it's three years after the previous design record, so it's somehow it it is a development in it, mm -hmm. certainly. And I think it's just as well approach with more like freedom in what is taken and how ideas are taken, and and then with. In a more easy, in a more easy, easy way, or I don't even like natural way for me. It felt, you know, like doing these songs, and I don't know. Maybe it's interesting now to hear it after the 1984 Sigtun album. Like, how is it coming out again? An album with ten tracks that are basically like in a pop format again. But basically, I finished this album earlier. It just didn't put it out because of the whole pandemic and then somehow like the circumstances were like that, that that other things came out before it even though this was already done but you know like so so sometimes i i mean i'm really 
happy as well that it's it's going to be out now that people can hear it and and that it's it's that chapter is somehow in in a way over and it's and it's getting its new life that that is just beginning now when 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 new material is coming out and i i could never actually consider anything done till it was released so i i'm always somehow like obsessed with this idea of when is something released or i can't just let it and then really like move on it it's always lingering there that there is still something that should be out there and 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 this this is the right moment now for this this album and these 10 tracks to begin their new life and, and to communicate with people and i don't know we'll see where it's where it's going to go yeah uh, there's there's some interesting i mean the album uh, uh, even the worst of the best and some of the song titles you know lame excuses drop dead there's a uh, there's a I, I, I detect a slight um, cynicism, almost irreverence in your some of your song titles and your and the and the album title that I, I don't think I've quite that wasn't quite so potent in some of your other in your earlier records. So it, whether it's Sick Dune, Cult Club, or um, or Design, uh, is that is that is that intentional or is that or is that just kind of is that a bit of an accident? Or I don't think it's an accident. I think it's just probably more part of me, you know, like. This way of like yeah communicating ideas as well or like you know a, a dose of cynicism in like in, in, in the approach or everything and then it's, it's different when you are working with with your partners in, in your projects I mean then it's like a too dynamic and then different ideas come out and and we shape those ideas to be something else like siege tune that's the two of us idiots of work that's that's one thing so it's both of us being involved but here having this solo moment it's really giving me more of course freedom to to express some things or some ideas or in a way how i would really do them like without any any anyone to to, to ask yeah yeah uh yeah that's interesting all right final question uh you find i i as i understand it you find limitations inspiring what would you say in, encourages is inspiration more? A lack of time or a lack of money? The lack of money. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's easier to work around. I mean, you know, like I come from a country that's not famous for money. So yeah. for me, for me, that that had always been an inspiration to to to, to create from I won't say from nothing because there's always something, but like basically not to be put off if there isn't money or there isn't you know if, if if not everything is the way it's supposed to be and i think that's always what, what was for me the biggest somehow thing that was guiding me when someone would say like yeah this is the way it should be you know? yeah like when, when someone say yeah this this is how much money you need to do this and then i would be like you know it's not and yeah you know and and all, all these works that are standing be behind me or most of them weren't created from you know as it was supposed to be so i i don't know i mean for me it's really an inspiring thing and it always pushes me further and somehow you know like puts out a message there that you know if you have ideas or if, if you want to do something you can always do there's no there are no lame excuses <laughs> for, for for why not doing something you know 
you know, don't don't let the gatekeepers uh, tell you you can't do your project because of money or because of yeah, exactly, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, all right. Well, uh, uh, Laszlo, I've I've really enjoyed this, man. It's, it's, it's a yeah, real a real pleasure chatting to you. Uh, best of luck with your with your new record and any future endeavors and projects. And uh, and hopefully one of these days I'll be catching a sixth June gig sometime soon. I'll be very happy. Yeah, I, I hope so too. Thank you. <laughs> All the best, Laszlo. Take care. Bye bye. Uh-huh. That was a that was a real thrill, there, guys. That was a you know, I'm not one to gush. I don't I don't want to gush in front of a you know artist that I admire and respect, you know. But uh, yeah, that was a real thrill. He's a Laszlo Antal, uh, along with all of his um, uh, all of his projects and you know his endeavours. I've always I've, I've followed closely over the years and a big part of my life, really. Uh, certainly. Uh, so uh, that was amazing. Um, do make sure you check out uh, D Sign's new album, uh, Even the Worst of the Best, and Sixth June's latest album, 1984. It's been a double whammy this year for Laszlo, so I, I will I will stick uh, links in the in the uh, in the sort of captions with the uh, with the uploads. Um, I've got a few. I think the ball's rolling a bit more now, guys. The ball's rolling. You know, after my uh, after my lost weekend, I kind of. Uh, had a sort of, I'm back in correspondence with a few artists. I got pretty much got the next one confirmed. Uh, she is a Bristol-based artist, uh, kind of popular in the goth synth-pop darkwave world. So uh, I'll let you guess. I'll let you guess who that one is. That's a clue there. And I'm in correspondence with a a big one, a, a big, big, big synth-pop minimal wave uh, guy. Not gonna say name any names and. A little known. Well, I, I had a very brief, brief, brief uh, nudge. I gave I gave a little nudge, if you like, to see if they're interested. Uh, mutant, mutoid, scuzzy garage rock band from Australia. Now, I, they're they're the only clues I'm giving, but uh, but hopefully uh, they'll they'll come coming up uh, soon. Um, again, once again, a big thanks to Laszlo Antal for his time. Uh, Big thanks to, as usual, Billiam for the theme tune. Jame, uh, Jame is the, uh, the the artwork. He does all the artwork for uh, the Hesselsitz chats, and I love it. And uh, he, yo. so do do check out his artwork and follow uh, all his uh, you know endeavours. Um, Hesselsticks is available. It's on everything. Uh, I do have a Twitter, but that's that's TG Feeding One. That's like a bit slightly more personal Twitter, but you know, follow me anyway. Uh, but Instagram, heads on sticks, heads dot on dot sticks. So Instagram and uh, Facebook, heads on sticks. Give me a follow. You know, check it out if you if you like if you like my thing. If you if you're digging it. Uh, if you like the podcast itself, do do subscribe it and like it. Help a brother out here. It it does help. So like it, subscribe it. Tell your friends. Keep listening. You know, keep being interested. Uh, and uh, you've been listening to the uh, fifth episode of Hessel Six Chats. And now I'm absolutely delighted to be presenting uh, one of the tunes off of D-Sign's new uh, album. This is Lame Excuses. I love it. I think it's great. Check it out, man. All the best. Take it easy. Angels on your body.